Good afternoon, friends. This is Tamara. A girl in the middle. Titus 2 mentor encouraging women to love God and love well their home and family. I am glad to be with you today. Taking a few minutes here in my day to spend with you. And I thank you for taking your time to spend with me. The background noises today, or I should say soothing sounds, come from a steady rain here. I like rainy days. And today is no exception. So today, let's talk about something that we hear a lot about different points of our life. I know that especially moms with girls often ask the question about modesty. I wonder if you cringed when I said that. Is this something near and dear to your heart? Is it something you're seeking understanding to? Is it something you just cannot stand the thought of because of uh, whatever in your background? Modesty. It is something that women, like I said, especially with girls, wonder about. Um, Some wonder, how do I teach my girls to be modest? So I wanted just to touch on that question because we hear it so often. Have you ever considered what's becoming of you as a Christ follower? And what does that even mean? Here and now, autumn is fast approaching as I sit here in the heat of the area I live in with the pretty steady rain cooling off the air just a bit. Before the last page <clears throat> excuse me, of August, this calendar is even flipped. Pumpkin spice lovers explode all things pumpkin from here to there, don't they? Maybe that's you. I like pumpkin spice, sadly. <laughs> One of my favorite pumpkin treats uh, that I wait for every year uh, is off limits because we have been gluten free for a few months. So I guess I'll have to tackle my own recipe. If you have a great pumpkin scone recipe, pass it on to me. Would you gluten free? Thanks. Even living in an area where the seasonal changes doesn't include beautiful colored leaves, which I do miss. I can appreciate the change of decor in my home in anticipation of all things fall and of Thanksgiving. Imagine my home, various colored pumpkins and gourds in all sizes, carefully strewn throughout the living spaces, autumnal colored wreath welcoming you hanging on my door, fresh baked pumpkin bread cooling a bit, a cozy blanket within reach of the sofa, Fun fall coffee mugs brimming with hot vapors smelling like heaven. You get the picture, right? It's autumn, and I'm ready to share its glory with you and anybody else who comes into my home. Your house may be similarly decorated. Why? Because we know what autumn brings. We know what things evoke the feelings, the smells, and the sights of the season. Each choice of decor all around me is fitting, is appropriate, and is expected. It didn't just happen to be like that. Rewind a second and let me change things around a little. 
using all of the same items, walk through my newly decorated home again with me. Visualize this instead. Pumpkins and gourds scattered around the floor with the dog toys and the kids' toys and the laundry that needs to be picked up. A pretty welcoming wreath in the garage on a shelf. Fresh baked bread right next to the toilet on the bathroom counter. The luxury blanket folded up and put on the counter next to the stove. Hot coffee in the best fall mugs in the bedroom closet on a shoebox. See what happens when we use what is good in a bad way? It's not fitting. It's not expected. And it's not acceptable. And it's definitely not becoming, is it? How much more so when its effect is on a person and especially a woman of Christ. Oftentimes, as I was talking about, moms of young daughters really look for insight on this teaching about how their girls can be modest. The most mentioned verse regarding this inquiry is in Timothy. 1 Timothy 2.9 In like manner also that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array. The emphasis of the most eager advice givers regarding modesty is pretty consistent that a woman dresses modest apparel. You heard it, I'm sure. Women are to dress modestly. Is that where Paul's admonishment places a priority? Mm, I don't think so. Not entirely, at least. We can accept that God's standard for women is modest dress. From there, the semantics of the word modest start, and they never seem to end. What's modest to me may not be modest to you. So, what are we to do with this? I want to suggest that we go back to Scripture. Whenever we have a question about Scripture, we should always compare and sometimes even contrast it to other Scripture. God's Word is not contradictory to itself, but it supports itself. And He is not the author of confusion. Some prayerful seeking while turning the pages of your Bible and reading more is never the wrong way to begin when searching for understanding. So let's do it. Back to the verse and to the next. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. 1 Timothy 2, 9 and 10. In like manner, Paul here is saying, hey, in other words, he's just addressed the men um, with their expectations and instructions for public meetings of faith. The, the assemblies uh, where believers would gather, we typically call it church now, which isn't what the church is, but that's how we refer to it. 
And now he's addressing the woman in like manner. These instructions were for everywhere. He was telling the men, here are the things I expect of you as you lead your church meeting everywhere. Whether it's here or it's there or it's there. This is how you are to do it. Women likewise. These instructions for everywhere they would meet. These precepts were being taught for all public assemblies of believers. This is true for us now as it was for Timothy's time. But let's not get hung up on the whereabouts to which, quote, everywhere refers. It's indisputable that Paul is referring to public assemblies of believers, church. Yet, we'd be wise not to exempt ourselves from behaving as Christ followers, as godly women outside of the church walls, too. Wouldn't you agree? Now, I'm not suggesting there aren't times and places where we do and we should dress and act differently than we would in church. Because there are. What Paul is saying to women... What is Paul saying to women, if not simply, you need to dress modestly? 1 Peter 3.3 3 says, Whose adorning, let it not be that outward adoring of plating hair, braiding hair, and of wearing gold, and of putting on apparel. So, he's telling us we're not to put the emphasis of adorning. He's not telling us not to be adorned. Whose adorning let it be that outward adoring, it is not. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God a great price. That's First Peter 3, 3 and 4. So... We have a little insight here of where he's going, right? It's about the inward person. Not necessarily the outward person. Have you ever dressed uncomfortably? Oh my goodness, my my um, son got married last year. And my sweet daughter-in-love chose gold for the moms to wear. And long gowns. A, I don't wear gold. And B... I am not comfortable in a long gown and see definitely not of the formal type but guess what that's exactly how I I needed to choose to dress not only that I had to find it within myself to not appear like I was so out of um, the person of who I really am by wearing that what we do wear does reflect who we are inside. It just does. So what does the Bible say about how a woman should be if the answer isn't just be modest? Let's go back to the verse because oftentimes we miss it. We stop with Women dress modestly. Teach your girls to dress modestly. Make sure they're covered here and there. And make sure this and make sure that and make sure this. 
But Paul goes on to say, hey, um, we're talking about what's in the heart. What's inside is going to show by how you present yourself um, dressed from the adorning of what you add to what you're wearing and what you're wearing. Okay? So we can understand that. But here, and you can argue semantics, and there's some great books written on this subject. Um, you can read more about it. You can look up the original Greek word and what does it mean and all of that. And, and I encourage you to. But this is where I want to go with this. I want to look at the next verse in 1 Timothy 2. Right after he tells women how to dress, how not to adorn themselves. In like manner also the women adorn themselves in modest apparel. With shamefacedness and sobriety. That's how you should dress. Not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array. That's how you should not uh, add on, add on. But, here you go. This is where we want to go, ladies. But, which becometh women professing godliness. Hey, I'm only going to tell you what I want you to do. If you're professing godliness, this is what's becoming of you. With good works. with good works that's the key Paul doesn't want us worried so much about how we look to others by what we're wearing to draw attention to ourselves by the beautiful accessories and things that we can add on that's not where he wants our emphasis to be when we join together with other people. Now let's not, let's pause a second because we don't want to think that our good works are going to do anything by way of, of reaching us to God's presence in heaven because it's not. For by grace have you been saved. Grace have you been saved through faith is not your own doing, nothing that you're doing. It is the gift of God. It is not a result of works, so that no man may boast. That's James 2.26. Not going to earn a spot in heaven by your works. Colossians 3.23 says, that, or 24 says, For the body apart of the spirit is dead, and faith apart from works is dead. So you can do all the good works you want. You're not going to get to heaven. And if you don't first start with faith, it's not going to do any good. Hebrews thirteen sixteen. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works. And I'll show you my faith by my works. I don't have it written down here, but in in um, Proverbs 31, the last verse of the um, Proverbs 31 lady, it says, I'll do my best to quote, it says, let the good works of her hands praise her in the courts. Let her be known by the good works of her hands. The, um, the gates. That's where all the um, talk would happen. And 
that's where the woman of God, of great godly character, would be known by her works. So that's what I want to concentrate on. Um, when we go to church and we spend all the time in front of the mirror, um, we should present ourselves neatly. Yes. And we should care about how we look. Yes. Um, we do not need to go overboard with worried about expensive clothing and accessories and excessive um, adornment. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's not where we need to be. We need the meek and quiet quality of our spirit, if we have it, to be shown in our presence. And our goal, our drive, should be good works. Not for salvation, but that others would see, see our faith and see God in our lives. Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others. Why? So that they may see your good works. Why? And give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Our good works cannot be separate from what God has for us. They need to happen. I think women need to, many, many of us, me included, need to be careful that we are asking the Lord to show us what he wants us to do in the works way. Lord, what do you want? What do you have for me to do? What, how, how is this applicable to our lives day in and day out? Well, let's start at home. Your husband, A. Lord, what can I do for my husband? Not for him, but that he may see my faith in you and he will glorify you. Even our husbands, our children, the people we worship with at church, if we belong to a church, and the people we surround ourselves with who are, especially who are believers, you know the verse let us do good, especially to those of the household of faith. Mm, I think it might be Ephesians, but I'm not sure about that. So, what are some ways you can do that? Bake that loaf of bread. Ask your pastor, hey, do you know somebody who's in need of a visit? Can I just pop in and pray with somebody? Make a phone call. Send a card. Um, you know what? Go to the dollar store and find... A, a votive candle and a little cute seasonal um, candle holder and drop it by somebody who could just use um, a person who's praying for them. There are so many ways that we can put our faith to works. Start it in prayer. Seek the Lord. Ask Him. He'll show you. And then do it. Send a text. Ask, ask somebody how they're doing. You know they've been sick. How are you feeling? How can I pray for you? I am praying for you. I, I'm, I need to pray more. I don't pray nearly enough. But when I am praying, what I do, also don't do enough is let somebody know I'm praying. I don't think it's necessarily 
um, important that they know I'm praying because it's the Lord brings them to my heart and I obey him and I pray that the Holy Spirit's the one that gives us the words to pray anyway. But you know what? When my friend sends me a voice text or a text or a note and says, hey, I'm praying for you. Ah, then I see how important that is into somebody's life. So I want to encourage you women, modest dress, yes. We should be as becoming to godliness in how we present ourselves. But let us be known by our good works. Sit down, and maybe I'll do this and add it to my blog post. Just some ideas that you can start praying about different people. Um, and ladies, these are things that you should do for other ladies. Uh, not for men, unless you and your husband together decide to do something for a man or a couple or a family. Um, so be careful about that. But make a make a bucket list, so to speak, of ways that we can be a blessing to others through our works. And that's where I want to challenge you. And, and um, it's, it's not about, the emphasis wasn't about on what we look like. The emphasis about our heart and how it manifests in our appearance and especially in our works. So that's what I had for you today. And I'm thankful for God's word. Always amazing, encouraging, and lovely. Um, I pray that you've been encouraged. And if you do need me to pray for you specifically, I am happy to do that. You can reach out to me on Facebook. Or you can reach out to me on my email. At a girl in the middle on Facebook. Or hello at a girl in the middle.com on email. Let's pray about how our works can show the Lord to others that they can glorify our Father which is in heaven. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for joining me. Bye-bye.